Hello again, podcast listeners. This is the newest educational podcast, the Georgia High School Principals Podcast, a podcast by high school principals, for high school principals and all educators of Georgia. I'm your host, Jim Finch, and I am the principal of Mary Persons High School located in Forsyth, Georgia. Our mission and vision of this project is to interview high school principals across our state for the sake of professional learning. Thanks for listening to the Georgia High School Principals Podcast. And feel free to use the preferred format of your choice. And don't forget to like, listen, and share. Today's podcast is Season 1, Episode 9. And we are back on our normal series of interviews with current or sitting principals. We most recently took a break from that series to interview some former high school principals who are now in different educational roles. Uh, We talked to Tim Helms. And we also talked to Dr. Robin Hines, who were former high school principals. They're they're serving in different roles now. But we're back on our schedule of talking to current and sitting principals. And today's guest for Episode 9 is none other than Mr. Kevin Gaines. He is the principal of Hart County High School, located in Hartwell, Georgia. How are you today, Mr. Gaines? Doing well. Well, good. We're glad that you chose some time out of your busy schedule to kind of sit down and talk with us here at the Georgia High School Principals Podcast. And we want to start off by telling all of our listeners about you. So if you would, please go over your educational resume and a little bit of your background. Well, I went to uh, George Southern University uh, to get my bachelor's in math education and taught two years of high school math and uh, at Metter High School. And then uh, being from Hart County, I wanted to move back to North Georgia and uh, took a job over in Banks County, taught high school math there for seven years. Then I had the ability to go over uh, into a leadership role at Stevens County High School, and I was assistant principal there. And then um, had the privilege to be able to come back home as high school principal at Hart County, and uh, this is my eighth year. Okay, so uh, you're from Hart County, and uh, so how is it to be uh, an alum there at Hart County in maybe even be the principal. Do you have some teachers there that that were there when you were a student? Oh, yeah. When I, when I first got here, there was eight of them here uh, that actually taught me. Um, and it was a very veteran staff when I got here, and, and, and most of those have retired. I do have still have a couple that, that are here that taught me, and then there's a few more that were here. May not have taught me, but were here when I was in high school. So, um, you know, it's been pretty neat, and, uh, you know, I've certainly enjoyed it. Okay, what is, uh, what's your why? Why is it that you do what you do? Well, um, when I got into education, I mean, obviously I wanted to make a difference. Um, I was influenced by, you know, a teacher, and that led me to want to get into education. And early on in my education career, um, I, I decided I really wanted to go into leadership because I wanted to be able to, you know, impact beyond just the walls of a classroom. And um, so, you know, I went and I was able to get my Master's in Ed Leadership from Clemson University and uh, and my specialist from Lincoln Memorial University and had that opportunity to be able to go into leadership and uh, just want to be able to make a difference on a broader scheme really is what led me to go from, you know, the classroom to an administrative role. Okay. Do you have any other career aspirations beyond principal or what do you think your next steps may be? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really love what I do. Um, I love interacting with the kids. I love the the day to day of a of a you know school environment. And so I, I don't know. Eventually, you know, I might look at other options. But um, you know, as far as superintendent, those kind of things. But uh, right now, I really love what I do. 
Okay, Kevin, tell us a little bit about your family and uh, maybe if you have any hobbies or special interests or et cetera. Well, uh, my wife, she uh, teaches at Harlow Elementary. Um, she uh, has been teaching second grade uh, for a while, and uh, this year she moved over to a media specialist, and uh, so she's certainly enjoying that move. And uh, I have a daughter who's in ninth grade who's now in high school with me, which has been a little interesting. And uh, and then I have a son that's in sixth grade. And, um, you know, between family and the job, I mean, that's pretty much your hobby. Um, you know, you... You uh, go to work, and then you know after school activities and things like that, and and then also you know factor in family and what they're involved in. They're all involved in different things, so uh, certainly keeps them busy. Yeah, most of the principals that I ask on these podcasts, when I ask them about special interests, special interests or hobbies, they actually chuckle a little bit because uh, you know the job doesn't leave a lot of room for that. Uh, a lot of what you do inside of this position is a hobby. Uh, whether it's going to uh, extracurricular activities or plays or um, being involved in clubs or sports or whatever activities are going on on your campus. So it's, it's, uh, it's always fun to ask that question because uh, we typically get the same response from every principal that's, uh, that's done this job, especially at the high school level. So today's topics of conversation with, uh, with Kevin Gaines of Hart County, uh, they're going to be budget special education, accountability, student leadership, and as always, we have a segment for aspiring leaders there at the end of uh, each podcast. So, um, Kevin, just kind of talk to us a little bit about uh, the budget process that you use there at at Hart County. Talk us through how you build the budget for each school year. Well, we, uh, our superintendent, Jay Floyd, he, he sits down with us and we start early on, uh, we, you know, looking at budget and the things that we need. Um, and that's, you know, we go back once at that point we meet at the system level uh, to talk about what the needs of our school. And then we go down to, you know, within the school and, and I go to my instructional leaders of each department and, you know, and, and find out what their needs are. Uh, not necessarily wants, but what their needs are. Um, and then, you know, we build it from there. Uh, but I value their input and uh, what they feel like is a need within their department. And uh, then once we get some numbers and uh, I get out what their needs are, then I build a budget from there. And but certainly um, bring in their input. And uh, our school budget also goes to our leadership team and uh, have some input with them. And then it goes to our school governance. We're a charter system, uh, so I have a school governance team, and uh, our budget goes through them as well. And you know what they feel like is a need within our building, and uh, you know, and so they have some input as well. And what would you say the timeline on the calendar each year would that be? Is that something that maybe you start in March, April, or do you wait until maybe June, or how do y'all do it there? No, we we start pretty early on. Uh, we begin talking on just, I mean, literally right after Christmas, we begin really discussing budget for the following year, um, and so which is a change. Um, you know, that was the the vision Mr. Floyd had with budgets, and um, you know. You know, previously we were just kind of giving a lot of money and that kind of thing, and you divvied it up however you felt you needed to. But um, now we we really do it where um, you know a lot of different people have input in what the budget looks like as far as the school level goes. Okay, can you kind of talk to us about how connected maybe your budget is to your school improvement plan? Well, everything goes back to our strategic plan. Um, anything that we're going to use our money that we're allotted for is going to go back to the strategic plan in some manner. 
Um, you know, the strategic plan is developed early on as well. Um, and so we want to make sure that the money we're utilizing is going towards, you know, our goals of our strategic plan. And, uh, you know, our strategic plan is directly related to our charter goals. And um, so that's kind of what we do and then use it as a guide when we're looking at our budget and the things that we're wanting to do within our within our school. Okay, high school has a lot of accounts that are managed locally, either through clubs or um, the different sporting activities. How do you guys manage um, the state accounts that that you use for instruction versus maybe the gate receipts that you get from basketball or football or from other sporting activity? Do you have two different personnel that manage those accounts, or does one one bookkeeper handle both accounts? Well, we have one bookkeeper, and you know, as far as state funds go, basically, uh, once the budget is developed, and um, then those uh, instructional leaders come up with you know their needs. Then, when it's time, when it's begin ordering things, then uh, they do a requisition, and, it, and that money is is housed at our central office. And so we send the requisition over there, and then our folks are communicated and it's ordered and that kind of thing. And the local accounts are here and so anything outside of that money um, such as sports clubs activities those kind of things that money is housed within the school and uh, you know the bookkeeper same bookkeeper regulates all of that and um, and our folks have budgets as well especially within athletics you know depending on you know gate receipts and those kind of things their budget is developed as far as their needs and um, you know they're, they're staying to a budget so we can make sure that uh, we're utilizing that money like we need to and um, you know and that fluctuates from year to year uh, depends on you know how gay receipts are uh, this year we've hosted Elbert County and Jefferson and both of those were uh, big gates for us so that's been a positive when it comes to athletics for us is Hart County High School a title one school we are not um, all the other schools in our system are title one uh, we are not uh, title one though but the middle school and the elementary schools are. Yeah, that's how we are here in Monroe County. Uh, what about any grants? Did, does Hart County apply for any grants during the year to kind of help supplement those budget items? Um, you know, there's a variety of different grants. Um, our local EMC gives grants. Uh, we got a couple local people that give grants um, to our folks. And, and then we reach out to other um, things as well. We just received the Dollar General grant uh, because one of our goals for our school system and our charter goals is literacy. And so we wrote a grant for the Dollar General Grant regarding literacy here at the high school. And then we just uh, did, got the Georgia Shape Grant. Uh, and that's uh, regarding nutrition in our school and then also uh, CrossFit and things that we're doing with that. So uh, there's some grants. So certainly, you know, as you go through the school year, you know, those kind of things certainly help in the overall school perspective of things. Okay, let's shift topics here. Let's go into special education. What portal do you use there at, at Hart County? What I mean by that is uh, here at Mary Persons, we use uh, Go IEP. Um, what do your teachers use there to kind of manage the IEP process? We just changed to Go IEP. This is our first year on it. And uh, so far, you know, there's been a lot of positives. Uh, we had Go IEP from our folks, and uh, seems to be a, uh, like it was a good move for us. So all of our IEPs are are done with go IEP as well. Okay, how do they manage the IEP renewal process? Is that something that 
is constantly ongoing or do you reserve it for a certain portion of the year like maybe in the spring or how do y'all do the renewal process there it, it fluctuates uh really kind of depends on you know when the initial iep was written um most of them are in the spring um, but our case managers you know set up a meeting with the parents and the student and they have regular ed teachers there and administrator there and uh, you know we sit down and look at the IEP and uh, you know as far as the renewal process but typically they're in the spring but uh, you know we do have some throughout the year as well and you know being a, a, a one high school district uh, such as Hart County is uh, you house all special education services uh, so that would be students who have just a specific learning disability and then more severe and profound so how is your special education department structured there in order to meet such a wide array of, of disabilities there um, we have uh, some classrooms are that are the MID uh, classrooms and some of the more severe profound um, and then we have you know the regular students that go out and are totally mainstreamed um, but, so we have a mixture here uh, we do mix our students we try to mainstream our access students as much as we can um, they're in elective classes a lot um, and try to really become a, a part of the whole classroom environment and our and our kids um, they do well with those students when they're in their class and uh, those students get involved and um, you know like for instance uh, one of those access students is in our broadcast video pathway and um, he's actually going to be part of the video team that's going to be running the jumbotron at our jv game this week so um, you know they really get involved within the class and um, it's a good experience our teachers enjoy it and then the students you know enjoy working with them as well in those classes okay let's uh, shift over into accountability and um, on october the 25th uh, the state released ccrpi scores for all the schools and and districts and, and for the state of georgia and just kind of give us your thoughts about the current structure that's being used for our um, student account. I mean, our school accountability uh, under the uh, Every Student Succeeds Act. What are your thoughts about the CCRPI? Well, it's gotten better. Um, it's better than the original version. You know, we it came out, and then we went through years of. You know, every year the formula was different, and it was kind of hard. You you had a moving target um, that you were constantly looking at, and so the last couple of years it's been the same, and at least it gives you an idea of what you're facing. And um, you know, it's you know it focuses more on gains now, um, as far as you know the student each student's gains, and there's been some changes with that through the years, but a little bit less on just the test itself, and. Uh, you know, there's still, you know, still some things in there. One of the things we discuss quite a bit is, you know, you have students at the middle school that take high school courses, and you get credit for those, and well, as well as dual enrollment. They may be taking a dual enrollment class, and, um, you know, you get credit for those, but where you don't get is, you know, in progress and those kind of things that sometimes uh, make a big difference. And so, but, you know, all in all, I think it's, you know, it's better than what it was originally when it first come out. You know, they've tweaked it each year, and um, you know, the last couple of years they've left it alone, and we've been able to, you know, really look at what we're facing and, um, you know, try to get a plan. And you know, when it comes out, we sit down with our folks and look at it, and we we saw uh, almost a four point gain this year. We're still a little bit below state average, but you know, there's areas that we definitely need to look at. And um, 
I'll, you know, sit down with my leadership team and our teachers and kind of look at that and kind of, you know, come up with a game plan of what we're looking at and uh, so we can show some improvement. Do you have anybody that just is specifically designed to monitor and, um, you, you know, look for, for areas for improvement or is that something that you just kind of drive maybe through your admin team or, or through your leadership team? Well, our, our administrators really look at it, and uh, you know, we have also have academic coaches as well, and um, you know they're able to look at it and see uh, areas that we want to target. You know, instructional leaders. Right now, we're really looking at at some of our subgroups and how they're performing, and really you know figuring out and getting a game plan for you know a way to show some improvement within our subgroups, and um, so that really you know, starts out at an administrative level, but certainly. You know, we work with our academic coaches and instructional leaders and, of course, our teachers and uh, looking at that. Okay, and I think I already know the answer to this question, but is Hart County part of the uh, pilot for the new assessment? We are not. We're not part of the, the new assessment pilot. I know some districts are, and um, I've heard some good feedback about it, but uh, we are not part of it. So what are your thoughts on that and, and its implications about how the accountability framework could possibly change again well i mean i think you you know you're, you're constantly looking at things and how um it impacts your school and um you know the assessment pilot you know you know from talking to other uh, administrators and districts that are using they've talked favorably towards it so it's definitely something to look at and it'll be interesting whether they're going to you know continue to expand that and whether we totally moved to that kind of model or uh, whether there's going to be a mix or, or how that's going to end up being. Okay, let's shift gears again. And um, I think it's been well publicized about some things that you do up there with your student body about promoting student leadership and just kind of tell our podcast listeners here um, what it is that y'all do at, at Hart County to, to promote um, student leaders in your building. Um, we do a couple different things. One, um, we do what's called Heart Leadership Youth. Um, a lot of communities around the state go through a leadership program uh, for adults, and then some also do students. And so we do that. It just started up for 11th graders. And then this year we started, uh, we have a Chick-fil-A that's not in Hart County, but it is in a neighboring county. And they have really supported you know the the counties around them that may not have a chick-fil-a as well and uh, one of the things that we started this year was a chick-fil-a uh, leader uh, academy and basically students applied and we really focused on ninth and tenth grade because the idea is you impact leaders within your building so i have 28 of them in there now and i'll have 28 next year and so every year i'm gonna you know do 28 more and eventually we're going to have all these leaders that have went through this Chick-fil-A program. And, um, I decided to lead that myself um, because I wanted to really connect with some of these kids um, that are aspiring leaders and the things that they can impact in our school. So uh, that's something that's relatively new that we started up and uh, with partnership with our local Chick-fil-A, and uh, it's over in Livonia. And so we are certainly appreciate what those guys are doing for us. And it's a program that's around the – the United States um, it's a, that they utilize and you got these modules that students work through and um, you, know, you got different things you do one of the things they did um, is they presented a, it as a little coupon for a free sandwich and they were able to present it to someone that's made an impact on their life and who they are and uh, things like that and 
you get yeah do good December that's something we've got coming up and that's basically a project that our students are going to be working on in December and uh, so a lot of different things they can do and when it comes to being a leader and uh, looking forward to how that's going to turn out this year. So how were you made aware of that Chick-fil-A leadership program? Was that something that you sought out or they sought out to you? Or how does another principal get involved in that? They reached out to me. I think it really has to start with your local Chick-fil-A. So, you know, if there's a principal listening and says, hey, you know, I'd be interested in doing that, uh, you reach out to your local Chick-fil-A owner and um, that's something that starts with them. But it's a, it, there's no cost to the school. There is a cost to the local Chick-fil-A. Um, but it's also a partnership with Coca-Cola and those kind of things as far as the costs go. And uh, all the kids get a T-shirt and those kind of things. So, um, you know, someone that may be interested in that just has to re- reach out to their local uh, Chick-fil-A owner. Okay. And, and what's the student selection process? Is there an application or is there a teacher recommendation? How does that go? Um, you can do it a, a couple of different ways. Uh, the way I did it, there was a, they actually went on the – the website that um, the Leader Academy website and applied on there, and so then you know kind of went through a selection process and uh, that that we determined. So it's however somebody wants to determine that selection process, and then uh, that's how I ended up with a group. So, but they applied online and everything was done totally uh, online as far as that goes. And I want to remind podcast listeners that we have Mr. Kevin Gaines. He is the principal of Hart County High School with us today as our guest for episode nine and uh, he's given us a lot of insight on several uh, topics here but as we go into our final topic which is a segment that we do with all of our principals we want to enter in for some advice on um, aspiring leaders so uh, Kevin just kind of tell us a little bit about uh, what advice would you give to a teacher who came to you and said Listen, I'm thinking about entering into uh, leadership here in, in, in educational leadership, or I'm thinking about starting my master's. What is it that you would say to that teacher? What kind of advice would you give that aspiring leader? Um, I encourage them to get involved. Um, that's one of the key components um, beyond just the classroom walls. Um, I have a couple folks on my staff, and you know they came to me and said, "Hey, you know, let me know if I can do anything." Because I basically reached out to our faculty, "Hey, if you..." If you got an interest in doing some leadership stuff, then uh, please let me know. And um, that's exactly what I did when I was a teacher at Banks County. I went to our principal, who was Art Wheaton at the time, and said, hey, you know, I want to do anything I can do to kind of get my feet wet and uh, get a feel for administration. And so, um, you know, there were several different things that I was able to do and start. Uh, one of those things was a, a, um, a, a program that would – an incentive program, basically partnering with the community uh, based on grades, discipline, and attendance. And uh, I started it when I was at Banks County. I, they came to me about that and kind of ran with it. And then I did it when I was at Stevens, and I've done it when I was at Hart. And uh, so, but it all started by me going and saying, "Hey, let me do anything you can allow me to do," um, because I wanted to. I wanted to build that resume. I wanted to be able to get my feet wet, get a feel of administration, and uh, you know. Art was gracious enough to do that and uh, gave me some experience while I was still a classroom teacher. Okay, well, think about an assistant principal. What would you tell an assistant principal who was considering making the move into the principal's office? Um, you know, just making sure it's the right situation. Um, you know, that's a big step when you go from assistant principal to assistant principal. Um, I was very blessed to go from, you know, an assistant principal role that, that I felt very good in 
to a principal role that uh, has turned out very well. And um, but I've known some that's made that move, and it's been a, a situation that has not been a good move for them. So I think the big thing is just making sure it's the right situation. Um, you know, as far as they're going to what they're getting into, and um, you know, like I said, I I came in mid year. I actually the the principal here I took a superintendent job somewhere else, and I didn't find out to the beginning of the school year. So I actually started in October um, as principal and. Uh, so it was a good move for me, but uh, that's one advice I would give is when you're looking at that, just make sure it's a, the right situation. Okay. Uh, several districts or RISAs or, I mean, even maybe some state associations will run a leadership development program. Did you participate in anything like that? I did not. Mine was more traditional. Um, those things really came along after I did my master's in specialist and uh you know, we did do, I remember when I was at Stevens County as assistant principal, we did, it was kind of an inspiring leader PL that they would have various speakers come in and, and meet. And it was people within the um, you know, district that aspired to be a leader. And uh, so that was just becoming a little bit out uh, when I was assistant principal, but uh, mine was more traditional as far as a master's and specialist. Okay, and you've been heavily involved in uh, GASSP and, and Gale and, and as an officer in, in GASSP. If you were talking to an aspiring leader, you know, what importance do you think is placed upon uh, membership in, in state associations and involvement in, in state associations? It's huge. Um, it is really huge. I remember the first, uh, really the first one I ever went to, um, I went to Summer Gale. Um, I was assistant principal at Stevens County. At that time, that's when they were in the process of building uh, the, the convention center. And uh, I'm sure Dr. Finch probably remember this, but there was those huts out there at the Jekyll Inn. Um, that was the first one I first one I really went to as administrator. And uh, I remember at that time, Mark Wilson was president of Gale, and um, he came over to my table and talked the length with me and. Um, that's where it kind of all started, and I, you know, I really encourage people that get into administration to get involved because, you know, the the people I've met and the things I've been able to see and uh, hear from other administrators that are much more seasoned than I am, it's just invaluable, and you're only going to get that by you know, joining your association and getting involved, and um, it, it's just really, really important to do that. I think it's a, a piece that some people don't do. I've known principals that don't go to things like that, but I, I have found it very, very valuable in my career um, and it's very been very influential. I've learned a lot from a lot of different people uh, through being in an association. Well, we have covered uh, several topics today, and again, our, our podcast listeners, I want to remind you, we're talking to Mr. Kevin Gaines. He is the principal of Hart County High School, located right there on the Georgia-South Carolina border up in northeast Georgia. And we want to take this opportunity to thank Mr. Kevin Gaines uh, for being our guest today. So thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule there, Mr. Gaines. I know you all have a lot going on up there, and uh, I appreciate you um, uh, providing some insight to our, our podcast listeners today. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. All right. So once again, uh, podcast listeners, thank you for listening to Episode 9 of our first season here on the Georgia High School Principals Podcast, a podcast by high school principals, for high school principals, and for all 
educators in Georgia. And as always, please feel free to share this podcast on all platforms of social media. We look forward to recording future podcasts with other principals in our great state. So for now, we are signing off and thanks for listening.